Seven minutes past the hour. This is the Craig Folly Show on 1019 WDET. Thank you very much for being with me on this Friday. The Folly finale has arrived here. And um, I've got three callers in the studio, people that you are very, very familiar with. And even if you have never met them, you feel like you know them because they participated so frequently in the program. They really helped shape what it became. Um, and you know what? I'm actually going to invite callers into this as well. Callers talking to the callers. 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. If you'd like an opportunity to talk to Tom Wilson, of course, Tom from Northwest Detroit. Welcome back, sir. Pleasure to have you here. Thanks for having me. Also, we've got Buddha here today. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. And Aaron Grigsby. Aaron from the West Side. Hey, Aaron. Hey, good morning, It's Craig. It's the first time I've actually had an opportunity to meet you so i'm going to start with you on this one um you were always ready to talk about just about any subject that i would bring up in fact all of you were and that's why we have you here especially the tough subjects you guys never shied away from calling in making your opinions heard and i want to get a sense aaron what it was about this show what it was about this space um that made you want to participate in it well thanks rick i was always a news radio type person i want to be informed but i was just telling one of the uh interns out there that when I first heard you, uh, it impressed me that you had such a broad range of knowledge on so many different subjects that I would tune in every day to try to catch you wrong. <laughs> that was, was yeah. so you were fact checking me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I got addicted to the show because so many different good topics about what was relevant in, in Detroit and you know, I'm a native Detroiter, and I'm always be here, and my family is here, and I care about my city. Well, and it shows uh, based on, on uh, just how much you participated and how much you cared uh, about these things. Tom, I'm going to say the same thing to you. You were frequently the first caller. In fact, just about every day when I asked for somebody to call in, you would be there. Talk yeah. a little bit about why. It's like, I don't know what time you get up in the morning, but it's like <laughs> you're sitting there waiting for me to ask for people to call. No, I, you know, when I first started listening to you, I was at, uh, I'm a retired DPS employee, educator, and I was at school and my prep time, my meaning my break, was right about at the time that the show would come on. And so I'd turn it on, just, you know, get the rundown and what have you. But, you know, kind of to, you know, ditto, um, I'm having a senior moment here. That would be Aaron. Aaron, uh it's the same thing. I mean, you are very knowledgeable, and, um, you know, the conversation flowed real well. And there's not one of these combative kind of things. You know, you can say what you want to say within reason, and, you know, we just go ahead, get on about the business, uh, and that kind of thing. And, um, I mean, I'm not a native Detroiter. I was born in West Virginia, but I've been here since 1953. And I remember I think myself. That makes you a native at this point. Okay, right, exactly. <laughs> but um, I remember Martha Jean, God rest her soul, she, when she and I used to talk about Detroit, she always talked about Detroit as Lady Detroit. And I mean, I've seen Detroit go from the good to the bad to what she ain't right now, and that's not real pretty. And, um, but I'm an eternal optimist. Eventually, she's going to be maybe not real pretty, but she's going to be prettier than what she is now. <laughs> <laughs> Buddha, I want to get your thoughts on this, too, how you became a part of this little community we've got here. Uh, I think with the most part, most Detroiters listen in to uh, NPR. And your show uh, actually gives a voice to so many people. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about it. You know, I can call in, express some things. Other people call in. And uh, it's a very good conversation, no matter what topic it is. So I just love it in general. It's a part of Detroit and a part of me. 
Well, and you guys have made this, though, a, a much better experience. And I mean, I'll tell you what, there's no better feeling as a host knowing that there are some people that have my back. I could ask some really difficult questions and be asking people to really think hard about some stuff that we've got to fix. And knowing that I've got at least, at least three people, usually about five or six, that I can count on every single day to get the ball rolling. And I mean, did you guys get a sense at any point that you had that responsibility, that sort of role here? Did you ever feel like that was, you know, part of your duty almost as part of the show? Aaron, you sort of shook your head, no? <laughs> no, I, I knew every morning that I was listening that I would hear Tom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I would hope to hear Buddha because I, I, I like what he's passionate about. One of the things that uh, I liked about you was I could sometimes sense your uh, uh, trying to restrain your emotions so you wouldn't be biased with a subject so that you could be uh, open to all sides of it. And that impressed me because... You know, I don't have to be politically correct. I'm not a radio show host, so I can have those dogmatic uh, uh, opinions about stuff. But you, you know, allowing everybody to share their opinions and stuff like that. So I, I would want to participate so that uh, logic would be a part of the conversation. I like to think I bring logic to whatever I'm in, involved you know, in. But it's one thing to actually just, you know, talk back to your radio. It's another thing to call in and have the guts to spill your opinion to to the audience that exists out there um and crossing that border for the first time maybe maybe it's not that easy to do but for tom and buddha i mean you guys would step up when there was tough stuff you, you guys never shied away from having an opinion about the hard stuff well i've got a t-shirt that says it's a, a, a motto or slogan that says uh, you know you stand for something or die for nothing and i figure if you can't you know, say what you want to, you know, say what you want to say and then, you know, back it up. I mean, why even go there? Um, but, um, you know, it's, um, that's, that, that's just me. I mean, you know, it's, you know, what you see is what you get as the dramatic says. Well, uh, Buddha? Uh, same uh, uh, points they just made. It's just that some, a lot of the people that I do hang out with my circle, they always say, you you say things that we wouldn't thought about and you think very uniquely. So with this show, I can kind of uh, spill my uniqueness a little bit and uh, <laughs> let people hear it the way I... Well, know. you know, and, and I'll tell you what, I mean, I think you guys are, are very representative of, of this audience uh, and, and they're all very different people. Um, and I think that's what makes this show great is the audience is made up mm -hmm. of so many different people from all different walks of life. And I want to give you guys an opportunity to talk a little bit about yourselves and... and you know, what your story is a little bit, so people get to know you a little bit better. Aaron, I'm going to start with you. Who Who is Aaron? Well, I hadn't kept it a secret that I'm a, a longtime city employee, sure. so a lot oh, of yeah. times when I call in, I'm calling in about uh, things that's going on with the city. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking as I was sitting out there waiting to come on how over the years, uh, I'm 60 years old now, but I've, I've lived in Detroit my whole life and how I've seen things change and change and change back and then change again. And we're on the comeback uh, uh, yeah. time. We're, we're coming back. Detroit is what's happening in the world. Investors from around the world are trying to buy into Detroit. We are what's going on. And I want to be a part of uh, uh, my city when it's on the good side. Right. And uh, I was thinking about how when I was 11 years old at my most impressionable, my oldest brother, who was my hero. Uh, was killed basically in front of his children by the Detroit police. It was a whole different world back then, right? This was in the early 60s. And how that changed my perceptions of my reality, how that changed my motivation, and how I started to uh, 
turn away from my potential because of my anger and not being able to deal with uh, 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 those feelings, right? And as I've lived now, how I've come full circle because uh, I blamed it on the police and anybody with a uniform uh, was the enemy and, and that type of stuff. And now I've come to realize that that was a time when certain people had certain power and they abused it, just like in any uh, walk of life, certain people are going to abuse their power. It's not everybody. It was just a situation. And now I am a staunch supporter of police and fire and anybody who runs to trouble uh, uh, because they are what keeps our society together, right? Mm -hmm. But they're only limited by what powers we give them and what support we can give them. And I want to be a part of helping uh, uh, keep those entities working for the people and not working on the people, so to speak. That's an amazing admission, my friend. Thank you for that. I, I certainly do appreciate it. Uh, Buddha, I, I want to give you an opportunity to tell people what, what you're about, what your story is, and what's, what's motivated you, what motivates you, and what you're excited about. Uh, well, and what you're worried about. First of all, I know I'm a, I'm a Detroiter to the heart, born and raised. Uh, I come from the West Side, uh, you know, a pretty rough childhood, you know, but uh, what I can say is that I always had uh, goals, you know, and I, I feel like right now I'm uh, definitely an inspiration to first my uh, two children. So uh, that's what pushes me because I want them to see uh, a positive image. I want them to uh, look at me and try to follow my footsteps. Uh, I'm definitely a food activist. I'm really concerned uh, uh, with the way that uh, – the lifestyle is with the majority of uh, the people within the city and uh, actually through the whole country. So uh, that's my passion. Uh, the things that I worry about is actually uh, the constant decline in uh, love and the neighborhood. You know, it's more of a hood now. It's no more neighborly things going on. And I, I see these uh, folks, old folks and young, just look like they're a little bit spaced out. So uh, every now and then I get the chance to uh, get with people and uh, share a little light and I know that there's some things that I can explain or say to people or embrace them with that can help them out a little bit. And I have helped out quite a few people. And uh, I'm just more, you know, geared toward upliftment and more help. You know, I'm like the helper. Do you find that there are enough places that are sort of talking about things in a way that encourages that kind of uplifting feeling? I think so. But access to it is the problem for the people who really need it. You know, there's like NPR is always there. You got uh, places uh, stationed around the city to help out uh, most people, youth. You got DSO, you got the Capuchin Soup Kitchen. You got many places, but the majority of the people who really need it, you won't see them there. So uh, the problem is how do you get to these folks who's gun carrying, who's robbing, who's, uh, you know, really on this substance? You know, uh, I don't know what the uh, answer would be to kind of get the majority of these people on the right track, but uh, I believe it's going to take a lot of money and a lot of government help. Buddha, uh, Tom, of course, and uh, Aaron here with me right now. Tom, you know, again, you used to, uh, my producers have been telling me that back when you were still teaching, you'd be in the closet in your classroom talking to us <laughs> and say, I may have to hang up because my class is going to be coming in in the next couple of minutes. Um, but, but talk a little bit about the, the things that you're passionate about here in the community and the things that, again, you're excited about, the things you're, you're concerned about. Well, um, and you've got an Arise Detroit T-shirt on, which tells me right. that you participate in stuff. Yeah, well, Luther here. and I were high school classmates there you go. together. Luther Keith. Um, but you know, to quote a famous person that says, "If you're not a part of the problem, I mean, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem." And I mean, in whatever little way, 
uh, I can contribute to, you know, making this city uh, what it should be, you know, I'm going to do it. Um, I got politically involved back when they started pushing for the casinos. And as they say, you know, as a, the rest is a beautiful friendship. But um, I was heavily involved in that. And, you know, I looked at it this way. Um, there were no other businesses or companies, you know, coming across the Michigan-Ohio border saying that they were going to do what the casinos were doing. So, I mean, that's uh, one of the reasons uh, that I got into it. And then after that, well, I'm a twice-past president and the going outgoing vice president of the Northwestern District Police Community Relationship uh, Organization. And um, we work community and police. The community, we run those meetings. The police are invited, you know, to give us updates and what have you. And, you know, those men and women who don that blue uniform and put that badge on to go out and protect and serve, I have the utmost respect for them because, to me, they're a different breed. You know, they don't have enough money for me to do what, as I call them, Detroit's finest do. Well, well real quick, I'm going to get some callers in here in just a second, but I want to ask you this question real, real fast, each of you, and, and we'll go in opposite direction here. Give me a sense, uh, in just 30 seconds if you can, something that's going to give you hope that realistic and long-term changes on the way here in the city. What are you looking, what's the sign for you, Tom? Well, I mean, the signs are here right now in downtown and midtown, <clears throat> but I want to see some things start to materialize in the neighborhoods because the city is made up of more, acre, acreage-wise, is made up more than midtown and downtown. All right, Buddha. Uh, to piggyback off that, right, I'm looking at uh, midtown, downtown, Corktown, and uh, that's my stopping grounds. I work downtown, I play downtown. But when I'm in the inner city, I see nothing really going on. But uh, when you think about the reason downtown and all of them are good because you have uh, major investors like uh, Gilbert and uh, the hockey guy. Illich. 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 But I don't see any major black people, millionaires, and we know there's a lot that come from the city putting back into although, what they want. Although, although Magic Johnson's yeah. got a big chunk I, of that piece up there and people are mad about that. Too. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, no, but I get what you're saying. I mean, I think that's a real thing. Um, right. Uh, and it just so I appreciate that. And real quick, Aaron, yeah, you, what's uh, the sign you're looking for? I, I met the mayor uh, when he was campaigning. I, I met him a couple of times afterward. I'm a, a Department of Transportation employee. I want to see some real management of our uh, uh, city resources and city entities, right? Uh, we're privatizing everything, but a private company is not going to buy anything that they can't make a profit from. If a private company can profit from it, why we can't make it profit? You know, and therefore that's a management issue. Uh, I'm tired of after all of these years, they will say we've been mismanaging, but they won't deal with the managers. They come in and they put everything on the backs of the people who have no responsibility for how things are turning out. When are we going to start demanding better management? We can't give away everything. That thing with the Art Institute was, you know, it was a crime to even think about selling all of our art because somebody has mismanaged funds. And, and one thing I want to leave on the listeners' minds is, you know, the whole world is saying that they're broke now. Where did all the money go? Did, did it go up in space? <laughs> you know, we need to hold the people responsible for the money, you uh, know. All right. That's Aaron, of course. Aaron Grigsby. Aaron from the West Side, as he always identified himself Absolutely. on the program. Buddha is here as well. And Tom from Northwest Detroit, Tom Wilson. Thank you, gentlemen. But let's take some calls here real quick. Got a few minutes left. And uh, people called 313-577-1019. Uh, let's go to John in Clinton Township. Hey, John. 
Hey, Craig, uh, John Jaffire here, and hey. I just really want to thank you for everything you've done for the city to help enlighten us, to help us uh, understand the city and its complexities. And from politics to arts, uh, you've had a, the approach of a Renaissance man, and um, I, I just want to say thank you. And there's a lot of people out there that are, have been very thankful for you. And uh, to Tom, uh, I'm at the point in my teaching career, I, I cannot admit that I listened to Craig's show during my prep hours, so God bless you for that. <laughs> and uh, Craig, just uh, you're going to be missed, and uh, best of luck to you in your future endeavors. And uh, uh, again, thank you for the knowledge, and, and thank you uh, again. Uh, there were obviously some guests you had on that you didn't agree with. But you were always professional, always courteous, and, yes. and uh, represented the station and the city uh, to the utmost degree. So thank you for everything. Thank you, John. That's a nice thing to say. I appreciate that very much. Let's uh, let's go to Randy in Northeast Detroit. Hey, Randy. Craig, you weren't getting out of town without me calling you, and I wish I met these. I'm not leaving town. You have on your program today because I agree with everything they've all been saying over here in the Northeast uh, in corridor. Uh, we've been going through a lot of stress and things. We have uh, poor neighborhoods. We have uh, high-class neighborhoods in my area, and uh, we're all going to make it through uh, with the efforts of people like us that are grassroots. There you go, and mm-hmm. I like it. People like us. I like that uh, inclusive language there, Randy. Right. Thank yes. you for that. I appreciate it very much, and um, I think that's the one, one of the things that I've always tried to do is bring people together to at least get them to recognize the importance of getting this done and doing it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to Jeff in Marysville. Nice to hear from up in St. Clair County. Hello, Jeff. How you doing today? Craig? Very well. I'm, from, I'm up here in Marysville. I'm from Court Town. I call in quite a few times sure. here. I, I just called to say your mediator skills are going to be truly missed, but you will be using them in a better position now, I'm hoping. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I called once before, and I was talking about getting with the mayor or somebody about getting the, um, that new um, building they were talking about for the um, Star Wars convention and you said he had him because, well now you're in the right spot aren't you? Well maybe we'll see I'm not sure how much influence I'm going to have on that but Jeff thank you very much uh, let's take a couple more here real quick while we got a little bit of time. Therese is in West Bloomfield Hi Therese. Hey Craig uh, I'm calling from representing Powabic and Jefferson East and I'm just calling to say two things. First thanks for creating a public square and a rational place for dialogues about politics and what's important to our community. I mean, you really set the standard for all of us to be able to talk. In this divided political environment, that's a really hard thing to do. I also want to thank the gentlemen that you've had on. Guys, I've listened to you all with Craig for years. It's a pleasure to meet you on the radio, and I want to thank you for being the citizens that you are. You really make our community better. Thank there you. you. There you yeah, go. I, I got to ask real quick. Did you guys ever get people that would come up to you and say, "Hey, I heard you on the show," or do they know that you were, you know, like listening to this every day and participating? And they say, "Oh, I heard what you had to say." Did that ever happen? Yeah, once or twice for me. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. So people just recognize the voice, or did they? Because no, your voice is pretty who distinct. Knew me. Uh, okay. Yeah, they would say I heard you on the radio. Yeah. Uh, you know, the voice finally started the meeting the faces. I would be somewhere and I'd speak and. I, would, I, would want, I was at a meeting one time, and I spoke, and I told the guys, i got to leave. He comes running out. He says, aren't you the guy that? I says, yeah, I'm guilty. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love the fact that callers' voices get recognized. Yeah. That, is, that is absolutely terrific. Uh, let's take a couple more real quick while we've got a minute. Tim uh, is in the Bagley community. Hey, Tim. Hi, good morning, Craig. How are you? I'm doing fine. Congratulations again. Thank I'm you. I'm going to miss this segment this time of day. Um, I have a question, I guess, really directed towards you and maybe your your guest panel. 
uh, I attended a couple of meetings of the, I guess, what's going to happen at the ex-state fairgrounds mm-hmm. uh, um, a lot. Uh, a lot of contention, a lot of confusion, there's a lot of stuff that I just kind of walked in just to go and get some information about what's really planned for that. A couple of things that were mentioned or raised that were really shocking to me. One was that uh, the communities that are involved, one spokesperson said that some of the politicians that we know from our area, including Jennifer Granholm's name, was mentioned as a couple of the people who signed off on letting that tremendous thing called the um, uh, state fairgrounds, the state fair, uh, to just walk away so that they can get in and do something more, I guess, constructive and, and valuable with the state fair well, land. Well, uh, Tim, uh, let me just tell you what's going on here, and, and I don't have a lot of time because oh. I've really got just no time. But that is a subject that is going to be brought up pretty soon because there have been some significant changes to the plans that they've got for the state fairground, and that is something I guarantee that the news department here is going to be looking into um, for the. It's going to be a while when this project goes forward. Um, I, I wish we had time to get into that today, Tim, because it's a big subject. Uh, let's see. Um, I want to take just a couple more real quick. Uh, let's go to Gabrielle in East Lansing. Hi, Gabrielle. Hi, Craig. Good morning. You've got Hello, about, gentlemen. You've got about morning, 30 Mike. seconds, Gabrielle. Sorry. Okay. I just wanted to tell you, um, Mr. Folly and you gentlemen, that it's really very important that you have the show. Um, I'm a young woman, 23 years old, in East Lansing, working on my law degree. And it's people like you who make me want to stay in Michigan. I mean, there's so much hate coming from Detroit and so much influence telling us to leave, but with shows like this that show people are involved in the care, it just really made an impact. And when I finish my law degree, I plan to stay in Michigan. So thank you. Well, thank you, Gabrielle. That's awesome. And uh, I've got another caller on the line if I'm going to squeeze him in, but he's got 10 seconds. It's Dr. Herb Smitherman, uh, who helped me understand healthcare and healthcare law. Thanks, Herb. Hey, you have always helped us, uh, Craig. Your analysis of the Affordable Care Act... Uh, the guest you've brought on to help the public understand the, the Obamacare Affordable Care Act uh, 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 characteristics. I think we're just great. We Thanks, Herb. I got to go. Okay. I got to go. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, this man. is WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station. Tom, Buddha, Aaron, it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Craig. Another hour to go. And best wishes to you.